2: Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli.
1: Are we being set up? Are we being set up? I don't mean by Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, by Justice Sonia Sotomayor, what are they up to? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli, our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So the other day I was having a conversation with some friends about what what does Biden do? I mean, he's got a 65% disapproval rating. He's a disaster and he can't speak anymore. You know, that clip I played earlier in the show, Biden talking about how Trump would bring us to war with Iran. Biden sounded very coherent. I mean, he was wrong, but he was coherent. I'll play it again for you so you can get a reference to what I'm talking about. And then, Matt DeSantis, just find me a random clip of Biden recently rambling and babbling, and we'll do a comparison. But this is what Biden said in 2020. And listen, I mean, he said, look, he's wrong. Duh, but. He sounds like a guy who at least has his brain intact. Cut five.
3: The world has changed because what Trump has done and the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election.
1: OK, now he's wrong, obviously, but it kind of sounds lucid. Now, let's hear just a random Joe Biden rambling bit from over the weekend or whenever the last time he spoke that wasn't being drowned out by helicopters on the White House lawn. Because, again, they won't let the president speak to the American people. He's not speaking to the American people in the middle of all this with Iran. The president's not saying anything. He's not coming to the podium. He's not taking questions. He's not giving an Oval Office address. He can barely read off a teleprompter right now. And he certainly cannot handle complicated questions. He's got to be handled. He's got to be managed. He's got to be moved along. He's at 65% disapproval rating right now. And he's losing in all of the six or seven key states that you need to win the presidency. This is from over the weekend.
3: Donald Trump, when he was commander-in-chief refused to visit a cemetery u.s. cemetery outside of paris for fallen american soldiers and he referred to those heroes and i quote as suckers and losers he actually said that he said that how dare he say that how dare he talk he's about son? He, he's an angry he's only like a
1: crazy angry old man yelling about a story that's not even true by the way all right now if you want to get rid of Biden, though. If you need to get him off the ticket, what do you do? So I had a conversation with my buddies the other day. We were watching football and smoking cigars. And one of the ideas that came up was well, make Kamala Harris a Supreme Court justice, because that's really your problem. That, that's your, she's your roadblock right there. She's the first black woman vice president. If you just dump her off the ticket, woke is going to be very upset. Biden already has a major problem with black voters as it is. So if you just dump her off a ticket what are you gonna do but you know she's an idiot she's even less popular than he is so you can't have her be the nominee you'd love to swap out biden with gavin newsom gavin newsom's everywhere guys everywhere there must be six or seven of him now he's on tv all weekend looking all polished his hair he's trying to come off as some sort of moderate now he's just waiting to get the call from the big leagues oh he's just waiting he was on TV over the weekend. I was watching this. You know, the California governor who was elevated by a certain afternoon drive host on this station till I came back to afternoons and righted the ship again by having a debate and being on Fox News and everything else. And this is, this is Gavin Newsom over the weekend. Just tell me he's not chomping at the bit here to get the call from the bullpen to jump into this race. Cut 15.
2: Let me ask you about Trump's legal problems. Obviously, four indictments, 91 counts, includes taking classified documents out of the White House, undermining democracy, all of that. Um, And he's out there there saying he should have absolute immunity, a president should be above the law, all this. So why, in light of all of that, why have we seen poll after poll, and I know it's early, but still, poll after poll that shows... Trump either beating Biden yeah. or essentially tied with him. Yeah, but you also seen poll after poll. I, I'm not naive about this. I, I take the threat of Trump and Trumpism very seriously. Yeah. I, I've never been on the other side of that argument. That said, this is the weakest candidate to run a major party in my lifetime. He's coming in deeply damaged. Democrats, we win. We keep winning. We've won all of these elections. Post-Dob's different. But hold on. That, that, but that here's makes the my p- question even more relevant. Why is Biden not beating But look him? at the polling. Yeah. Look underneath the hood on the yeah. polling. Look at yeah. the New Hampshire polls. Look at some of the national polls. Republicans say if he's convicted, all those things you said are true, mm-hmm. and he's convicted. And the likelihood of conviction is, what, 98% on By one of the counts? We'll is? We'll see. But, I mean, By election day? We'll see. But, I mean, at least in one of those four, right, of the 91 charges, one of those four. Vast majority, I mean, a, s- a substantial plurality of Republicans now, or at least a large percentage, uh, say no, no go. I think that's a huge red flag for Donald Trump. He is weak. He is more unhinged than he's ever been. He's less disciplined. than He's ever been. He's less interesting. I find him just less interesting. It's not even as entertaining as he was in 2020.
1: Pick me, pick me, pick me. It's like the golden bachelor. There's Gavin Newsom holding the rose, just hoping that he'll get picked. Pick me and I'll run. I can take him on. That's what he was doing right there. That's his audition. And he's been auditioning for a while. But you have a problem. You've got Kamala Harris standing in the way. So then what if you made her a Supreme Court justice? And then a couple days later, Justice Sonia Sotomayor comes out now and makes comments about living in frustration. She apparently hates her job. She doesn't. She says, I live in frustration on the Supreme Court. She was speaking to University of California, Berkeley law students. And she revealed that she lives in frustration among the court's conservative majority, but has to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. She was commenting on this Monday at the University of California, Berkeley School of Law. She said, I live in frustration. Every loss truly traumatizes me in my stomach and in my heart. But I have to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. And to be almost 70 years old, this isn't what I expected. But. It is still work that is all-consuming, and I understand the impact the court has on people and on the country and sometimes the world, and so it is what keeps me going. She says the cases have become bigger and more demanding in recent years. You know, the number of cases are greater, and you know that our emergency calendar is so much more active. I'm tired, the justice said. There used to be a time when we had a good chunk of the summer break. Not anymore. The emergency calendar is busy almost on a weekly basis. At one point during the event, Sotomayor roamed among students in the audience. Change never happens on its own. Change happens because people care about moving the arc of the universe toward justice. What choice do you have but to fight the good fight? Now, the question, of course, then is, what is she doing there if she's so unhappy? So there's a story I saw today. This guy, Josh Barrow, who's a journalist, told CNN he's surprised that Justice Sonia Sotomayor isn't retired and she should consider whether it's time for her to step down. He's a journalist and a podcast host. He said, maybe she should get off the bench. They had a discussion on CNN this morning. Don't worry. You didn't see it. I didn't see it. Nobody watched it. But the story came to Fox News. That's the only way I saw it. And they talked about her recent comments about living in frustration. Co-host of the show, Phil Mattingly, asked Barrow about the intent behind her statement. He said, quote, I'm not sure there is a strategic intent behind it. I mean, it seems like a description of what her day is like. I find it a little bit surprising, given what Justice Sotomayor describes there about the stakes of what is happening before the Supreme Court, that she's not retired. She's 69 years old. She's been on the court for 15 years. It's quite possible the Democrats will lose control of the Senate in the next election. And who knows? how long it could be before there's a next opportunity for a Democrat president to make a new appointment. Justice Scalia uh, stuck through through the 2006 election, did not make it to 2017, which would have been the next opportunity. He added that now would be the right time for Justice Sonia Sotomayor to step down if she was truly concerned about the makeup of the court. Seems like that it would be the right time strategically for her to step down in favor of somebody younger if she's very concerned about the political balance of the court. CNN host Poppy Harlow seemed shocked by the suggestion and hesitantly responded, interesting point, not one I've heard a lot about. Is that a thing? The other CNN host asked. I just haven't heard the chatter about it. Poppy Harlow said it was now going to be a thing. Because now CNN brought it up during their media appearance. I think it's strange there hasn't been chatter about it. I mean, we've already been through this with Justice Ginsburg. Harlow pushed back on the journalist and noted that Justice Ginsburg was a lot older and had health issues. Justice Sotomayor has diabetes, he responded. A decade is a long time. I'm not saying I think Justice Sotomayor is on death's door by any means, but I think it's important. Given it's a lifetime appointment to take a very long time horizon view on this. Democrats are at a structural disadvantage in the U.S. Senate. I would not assume that, you know, within the next four or six years, we'll have another occasion where there's a Democrat president, Democrat Senate again. Now, I'm one of those people that, as you know, does not believe in coincidences in life. I find it all to be. Everything that happens is, seems to be, in politics anyway, deliberate. So let's play this out for a second, shall we? RBG. Ruth Bader Gin, Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. As much as she was a hero to the left, and they wrote books about her, they were very angry she stayed around, and that Donald J. Trump was able to appoint her successor. They were very angry. RBG, you allowed... Roe versus Wade to be overturned, they say. By you sticking around, you bag of bones, and then dying on the Supreme Court, you did this because you did not give the Democrat president the opportunity to appoint your successor. I just find it very telling right now that we're hearing all this. Now think about it now. Kamala Harris would be an excellent choice from a Democrat perspective. <laughs> Certainly not from mine. But She was the attorney general of the state of California. She was a U.S. senator. Senators tend to um, have their senatorial courtesy with each other, of course. And if this was done, then you solve the Kamala Harris problem. You get to put a Democrat on the court. She's young. She can be there babbling and saying incoherent things about the significance of time. She could be very significant in the significance of the passage of time for decades to come. And then you get to get rid of Joe Biden. Something happens to him, whatever. And then you do replace him with white dude Gavin Newsom. But this time around, you don't have to worry about the left freaking out because you just kicked aside the first black woman VP. You made her a Supreme Court justice. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. How could I? I'm not in the room with these people. How could I ever make such a prediction? I'm just pointing it out to you that I find this all to be very timing, very, 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 very suspicious with the timing. Sotomayor is desperate. She's old. She doesn't want to be there anymore. She doesn't like her job. And now the Democrats are panicking, thinking Trump's going to win because Biden cannot beat him. He can't. Biden is going to lose. I, I can't say this enough. Biden is going to lose. It doesn't matter if Trump gets convicted. It doesn't matter if Trump is sitting in the Georgia jail, which, by the way, is not going to happen. That case is blowing up because of the district attorney and her Conflict of interest with her boyfriend. So that case is done. But it doesn't matter. Trump's going to beat Biden. Every single poll from except for one that was an outlier in Pennsylvania has Trump winning in the states that matter. Forget national polls, forget all that nonsense. Look at the states that matter, and Trump has a lead. And that lead is more significant now than it was at any other point. So it's actually, if you look at the real clear politics average of polling, or if you look at Nate Silver's 538, the lead that Trump has right now in those states is actually growing. It's not, it's not one of those things where it, it, was, it was up and then just kind of peaked. No, no, it keeps going up. So you've got a problem. Your Democrats have a problem right now. How popular is Joe Biden? Only 39% approve of the job he's doing. And Donald Trump is going to be the nomination. He has an, a, a, he's up right now compared to Nikki Haley. Seventy-two percent versus Haley at what is she at? Thirty percent maybe? When you look at the average of the polls that are out there. So then you 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 take a you take a look at all this and you think to yourself, how does this turn around exactly for 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 Joe Biden? I mean, how does this how does what it doesn't? The border's a disaster. We've got this problem now, this situation in Iran, which is escalating. We have Uh, An economy that is stagnant, that is not getting better, despite what they say, despite all their lies about how great the economy is, it's not getting better. So I've, I've been telling you, I do not believe that Joe Biden will be the candidate. Now, it's very possible that there's just simply no way to get the old codger out. Very possible. But again, you know, if you can find a way, to get him out of the race they'll take it in a heartbeat the democrat party will take it in a heartbeat they don't want him there they don't want her there so this may be their answer i don't know i'm just saying you know when guys like this journalist go on cnn and start putting this into the ether it's not an accident you know i don't think taylor swift and jason Kel- travis kelsey are, are are a cia psyop uh, i do think that this is one of those situations however when if they're talking about it on CNN, they're trying to get it out there into the into the commonplace talk where, yeah, you know what? We don't want to have another RBG situation on our hands here. Right. Trump gets in. Something happens to Sotomayor. She's got diabetes. She's seven year, 70 years old. And then, you know, now we're stuck with another conservative justice. And then you solve your Kamala Harris problem. You get another lefty kook justice on the Supreme Court for the rest of her life and you can get rid of Biden and you can save their their failing presidential bid. Again, I can't say it's going to happen. I can't make that prediction. I'm not anywhere near these people to make those predictions. I'm just saying that I find all this to be incredibly suspicious. You know, we, we, we talk about the Michelle Obama conspiracy theory that, that they're going to replace Michelle Obama at the convention. And I've told you, I rule nothing out in politics anymore. I rule nothing out. Nothing. But I know one thing. Joe Biden loses to Donald Trump. That's what I know. And they are terrified of the fact that Donald Trump is going to come in, be a lame duck president. Not have to worry about reelection because, despite what everybody tells you, he's not going to be a dictator and not leave the White House and all the other things. Our system does not allow that. It's not going to happen. His term will end in 2029. And in January of 2029, he will leave the White House just like he left in January of 2021. And there'll be a new president coming in. But maybe at that point, it's Trump's vice president. Or maybe it's Ron DeSantis. Who knows? That's the other thing they don't want to risk. They don't want to risk. Trump is in there for four years, and then you get another Republican in there for four years, maybe eight years. Maybe you have now 12 years of the Republicans now appointing Supreme Court justices. So you got a very unhappy Supreme Court justice going out there whining about her job and how much she absolutely hates it. And then you have people coming out and turning around and saying, you know, not for nothing. Maybe this is the time you should go. So, like I say, Maybe it's all just a giant coincidence. The big story of the day today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Don't forget, he's my dentist. He's my friend. Mama Zioli discovered him, and he will give you the smile of your dreams. VenariaDental.com. We're coming right back.
4: Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
1: This time tomorrow, I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. So we'll take his first hour of his show live. So I'll be with you from 3 until 9 tomorrow. I got on the air today at noon. I filled in for Dana Lash. You'll get to hear that show at 9 p.m. tonight. Um, Don't worry. Different things. Don't just repeat myself for seven hours. Can't do that. But tomorrow, 3 p.m. until 9 p.m. All right? So it's always great when Mark asks me to fill in. Thursday will be a Parks Casino for comedy night, so come out to see that. Don't forget, get your tickets, 20 bucks, get you your drink, and a great comedy show And our big speaker, just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy for that ticket. It always sells out, so get your tickets Thursday night. And then our big event with Terry Hayes is coming up. Thursday, February, uh, February, I'm sorry, Wednesday, February 7th, excuse me, which is at Main Point Books in Wayne, PA. His book, The Year of the Locust, mind blown. You're definitely going to want to come out for that. Just go to 1210wphg.com to get your tickets. For that, uh, there's a bunch of <laughs> excuse me. There's a bunch of other things I've been meaning to get to today, but I, I would be remiss. We've we've gone through a lot of things, but I would be remiss if I did not. And I don't have an answer to this question. I'm just going to point out the headline for you. And that's all. I'm not going to answer it. This is from an actual place on the internet called TheConversation.com. Why are so many robots white? All right. Why are so many robots white? I don't have an answer. I didn't want to read the article. My brain hurt too much. I don't care. But I just wanted you to know that that is now one of the things that woke is upset about, that robots all tend to be white. All right. Good. Uh, In New York City, there's some breaking news. Um, The New York City Council just overrode the mayor's bill. It was a veto, excuse me, mayor's veto of a bill requiring cops to document the race of people they interact with. So the New York City Council voted to override Mayor Eric Adams' veto of a bill that will force police officers to document most interactions they have with the public. The bill would require officers, will require officers to record details on the apparent race, gender, and age of people they stop, including when they are only asking for information from someone who may be a witness to a crime. Officers would also have to note the reason for the interaction. Well, advocates claim the, quote, how many stops act, close quote, will hold police accountable for unlawful stops and prevent racial profiling. Eric Adams, who is a former police captain and other critics, say the bill threatens to swamp police officers with paperwork and is a threat to public safety. The mayor said today, if you talk to the victim of a crime or law enforcement professional, they will tell you in public safety seconds matter. Anyone who has wrestled with a dangerous person and waited for help to come, anyone who's tried to disarm someone with a knife, disarm someone with a gun, fighting on a platform, on the roadbed of the train or inside an apartment and wrestling with someone who is dangerous, seconds matter. But the mayor failed to win over the two council members he needed to help him, thwart the council's override of his veto, with the council voting to pass the bill 42 to 9 on Tuesday. Today's override is one more step toward the city council goal. Destroy the world's best police department. That was said by the NYPD Detectives Endowment Association President Paul D. Giacomo. Thanks to the politicians, the divide between the police and citizens will grow. And so will retirement for our best, most experienced detectives. Heartbreaking. That's a good time to bring up Corey Bush because Representative Cory Bush She's a horrible person. She's a member of the squad. She's now under investigation for using public funds to enrich her husband as one of her bodyguards. It's important to note that these people are the biggest hypocrites on earth. So they scream about defunding the police. They do this all the time. At the very same time, they surround themselves with bodyguards and they also want to disarm you. But they believe they're better than you And they're better than you because they're members of Congress. So here's a little clip of Representative Cori Bush from a couple years ago as she screamed about why she is entitled to her security and you're not entitled to the security that the police would provide you potentially if there's a crime. Take a listen.
4: Sure, I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life, and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend $10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up, and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety.
1: There you go. So guns for me, not for thee. Armed bodyguards for me, but not for thee. This is a classic case of that. Well, now she's under investigation for this because she used the money to pay her husband, who was one of her bodyguards. And there's a lot of questions about how she's been using this money. So she's under investigation by the Department of Justice. One of her bodyguards, she has apparently a whole team of them, one of her bodyguards, this guy, can summon tornadoes at will cause earthquakes with his hate, and conduct blood rituals to bring ruin upon his enemies. He is an intergalactic master of psychic self-defense born 109 trillion years ago. Those are the qualifications that led him to become Cory Bush's highest paid private security guard with your money. Now, I have some friends who are 109 trillion years old. They would make for terrible bodyguards because they are too old. But if you can bring about a good blood ritual to bring ruin to my enemies, I'm giving you the job. However, this guy is really, really nuts. He is a spiritual guru who teaches classes on how to read minds, summon mythical beings, and maintain urban gardens to avoid having to buy food from the Jews. So in addition to being a vile person, Representative Corey Bush is also paying someone who is a very outspoken anti-Semite. In addition to that, we have audio of this lunatic. And this is not this is not a joke. This is not made up. This is real stuff. Matt DeSantis, the executive producer of the show, found this audio.
0: But had spent some time editing it. Am I right, Matt? Uh he's pretty anti Semitic, yeah. Um so I, I removed all of that. This is just him sounding ridiculous for other reasons but the anti-semitism is is gone there's a lot of ramblings that he's posted on onto youtube and let's make
1: sure we understand his real name now he's um i I guess his his name is is aha sen pianki he teaches classes on how to read minds he's
0: a he's a saint louis missouri based spiritual guru (laughs) i think his actual name is uh nathaniel davis that's the actual name. Yeah, and apparently he has received almost $150,000 from Cori Bush in um, in security fees. And let's take a listen
4: to some of this lunacy,
0: shall we? Enjoy.
4: I'm a teacher. I'm going to give you brand new knowledge as much as I can. I'm going to teach you how to grow food. And if you want to learn something from the mystery schools, I'll teach you out the mystery schools. I love Sufism. I love seeing this. I love Gnostic schools, the Gnostic texts. Love them. I love voodoo, love it, love it. I love Palo Mayombe, love it. So I stick to the mystical side of everything. You know that walk on water, that deal, that hill, man, I don't know how to walk on water yet, but that is a science, it's called the science of levitation. <laughs> it's a simple science too. I was put on this planet to break the spell. One of the people put on this planet to break the spell. Not more. I'm not peaceful at all. You mess with me, I'm messing with you. I'm doing you 10 times worse than what you did me. I might go get me a goat or something, go give me a ram or something, put some blood on the altar and f- your whole family up. You can care less. If you're a Christian, I'm gonna take you to the book of Psalms. I'll show you how to knock a person and make all their teeth fall off their mouth. The book of luke is the most powerful book of magic in the Quran. The book of wisdom. That's why it's the book of wisdom. I got a sewer in there that make tornadoes. <laughs> Flat out. That's how I learned how to make tornadoes. See, that's what Sufism's all about. Stop it one
1: second. You're telling me you would not want this guy on your team to make a tornado, <laughs> get out of traffic? I'm about to drive home. I'm looking at waves right now, and I'm thinking to myself, damn it. I could go for a good tornado right
0: now. <laughs> well, you can do some other things if you want to keep listening. Oh, yes,
4: please. In the book, of, I'm going to take you in the book of Proverbs and show you how to make lightning t- <laughs> touch what you want it to touch. And burn some down.
0: You can make lightning as well. I would use lightning to strike down some of my enemies. Hell yeah, I would. In a heartbeat. I like that in the beginning of this clip, he's modest and he says that he hasn't quite learned how to walk on water yet. Not yet. But he knows how to make tornadoes and can strike you with lightning. And earthquakes, don't forget that too. And, and again, driving home tonight, an earthquake would be incredibly helpful to me
1: <laughs> because I could get around it, since I'll create it and then get around it. What about the
0: blood rituals to, to F up his enemies and your enemies and my enemies? I was mixed in with the anti-Semitic stuff, so I had to talk. You had to
1: take that yeah. out? What a shame. So now she's being investigated because of hiring these lunatics, and she is absolutely one of the worst. The Justice Department is investigating her over the alleged misuse of government funds intended to pay for her security. And uh, the congresswoman blamed right-wing organizations for the DOJ probe, even though it's Biden's Justice Department, of course. She says, I have not used any person federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used federal funds for personal security is simply false, she said. But the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust reacted to news of the Justice Department's probe and defended, having filed an official complaint with the FEC. So it turns out now that this whack job who hired that whack job will now have to answer for the fact that the taxpayers had to pay for that whack job hired by the other whack job. This is the state of Washington today. Man, I'll tell you what, make lightning strike down, you
0: know what I mean? I mean, if he can actually do it, then it's probably well worth the $150,000, right?
1: Well, no, I disagree because look, he's 109 trillion years old. If I... (laughs) I saw the movie The Bodyguard. Kevin Costner had to carry Whitney Houston out. You get a 109 trillion year old, he might break a bone or a hip or something. You know what I mean? That's true. So if you're 109 trillion years old, like this guy claims, and he's got to kick a dude like Costner did in the movie The Bodyguard, he could break that whole leg. So no, I disagree. I'm not hiring him for that reason. I'll put him on my staff. Because that's a lot of power he brings to the table. But no, I'm not, I don't want him by, by my bodyguard. <laughs> You're 109 trillion years old. What do you get somebody when they turn 109 trillion? Do you know? I, I have no idea. Does Miss Manners have anything on that or etiquette? <laughs> I'll just go with bourbon. Uh, speak. <laughs> Speaking of the insanity of Washington right now, uh, this this other squad member and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it at the moment, but because my head hurts. But Alexandria Ocasio Cortez came out and said Trump has extraordinary vulnerabilities. We saw that in New Hampshire. He won New Hampshire. He's on track right now to beat Nikki Haley two to one in her home state of South Carolina. Two to one. So when I, when, I, when I tell you right now that they are freaking out over the fact that he's going to beat Joe Biden, don't, don't doubt me here because I know what I'm talking about. And there's nothing, and I mean nothing that I would put past these people in terms of making sure that Trump does not get in the White House for a second term. Nothing. But before I go to break, here's Joy Reid. Last night at MSNBC dropping an F-bomb on a hot mic moment. So here's what happened. She was doing a segment on the readout. Again, you didn't see this. I didn't see this. She's the most vile, racist person in America. But she was doing this, and she thought that the audio was just going to be, the audio you would hear be just the audio of the segment. However, her microphone was still hot, as we say in the business. It was a hot mic. And she dropped an F-bomb, and I guess there was no way to censor it or delay it or anything because maybe it was on pre-delay or something. I don't know how that works. You guys know how that works, but. They should have been on some sort of delay. I guess they missed it. I, I don't know. But this is what happened last night. Take a listen. Case in point, fixing what they say is a crisis at the border, with congressional negotiators continuing work on a bipartisan deal to tie border policy changes to funding for Ukraine. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue.
3: If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done.
1: Starting another f- more. <laughs> Still trying to kill the deal. So then she went back and started talking, pretending like it didn't happen. But what she said was Biden starting another effing war. So there you go. 855 839 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Coming up, the question, of course, is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey a psyop? No, but are they the most annoying couple in America? The answer to that, of course, is yes. And E. Jean Carroll tells Rachel Maddow what she's going to do with the money from the defamation lawsuit in a very, very awkward moment on MSNBC. Do not go away.
2: Listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey
1: app. Uh, there's some breaking news. You know, Biden's Justice Department is the most weaponized Department of Justice in the country, and it's just awful what they do. And um, there were six pro life activists who were being charged in federal court for violating what's known as the FACE Act it's the Abortion Clinic Access Act. They protested outside a Nashville abortion clinic. What they did was they 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 prayed and they sang gospel hymns for that crime. They were arrested and they faced a maximum of 11 years in prison, 11 years in prison. They were just found guilty in federal court today. As Michael Seifert put it on Twitter, you can burn Minneapolis to the ground. You can harass Justice Thomas outside his house. You can try to tear down the fence outside the White House, but don't you dare pray outside an abortion clinic. And, you know, Greg Price pointed to, a, to a, a link of a video of one of the six activists being arrested. I mean, we know what our own friend Mark Houck went through here in Pennsylvania. Thank God he was found not guilty. But these, guys, these people were found guilty. So now they're facing 11 years in federal prison. They sent... One of the men, this guy was uh, Paul Vaughn. He was just, again, he, it was a peaceful protest. He was praying and singing outside an abortion clinic. The FBI came to his house. And as you can imagine, these guys look like they're playing some sort of war game cosplay. With their, with their vests on, they're heavily armed, uh, carrying around these military-style weapons. I mean it, it just it does not look like the United States of America. They're in big SUVs, there's there's no lettering on them. All they have is just these big vests that say FBI on them, walking around with these huge, huge long guns. I don't know exactly what kind they are, but they're very scary looking. And they won't tell the woman anything. They just came in, they arrested her husband, they won't they, they showed no warrant. There was I mean, you would think this guy was uh, um, uh, like a terrorist or something like that. But, but to Biden's Department of Justice, he is. He's a domestic violent extremist. So they show all these pictures of these FBI agents walking around <laughs> with these huge guns, heavily armed, sidearms and everything to arrest this guy at his house. My question is, why not just call the guy and tell him you got to come in and surrender yourself? Turn yourself in because we have an arrest warrant for you. Why not show up with a couple guys in suits and knock on the door with a, with a ward here? And if you need to call backup, you need to call backup. I understand the point about well, if you're taking somebody into custody, you never know what's going to happen. But I mean, this looks like a like a military-style invasion of the guy's house. So if you're worried about that, call him up first and say turn yourself in. If he doesn't turn himself in, well, then 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 maybe you 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 coordinate with the local authorities and you go to his house. But again, this is the point of what the Justice Department is doing. They want to intimidate people. They want to scare people. The 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 Federal Bureau of Investigation and the United States Department of Justice. That's what they want to do. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be scared. This is what a weaponized government does. This is what a weaponized government does. There's a woman, her name is Kristen Clark. She's the head of the DOJ's Civil Rights Division. And she is weaponizing her office to target peaceful pro-life activists. Remember, I told you that the supply of domestic violent extremists does not meet the demand this administration has for them. So they have to make it up. And whether it's a mom at a school board meeting or a pro-lifer praying in an abortion clinic, they will target you. This is another reason why I'm so opposed to any social media registries. Even if it means that my kids have to be on social media because otherwise we would all have to be verified. I don't care. People need to be able to be online anonymously. This government is way too weaponized. This government targets people. I told you earlier, the NSA and the FBI, they, they have now gone and bought all of your internet data history. This woman, Kristen Clark, is awful. She's the assistant attorney general for civil rights at the Department of Justice, a vocal abortion proponent who has repeatedly expressed her support for preserving Roe v. Wade. She also oversees investigations into violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. This is from the Daily Signal. She has used this to charge 26 pro-life individuals this year. It appears she's violating her oath of office and she's violating her duty, which is to fairly administer the law, regardless of political views, said John Doukas former acting attorney general for civil rights in the Trump administration. She appears only to be prosecuting groups that she doesn't like, doesn't agree with. Few would expect such a high ranking DOJ official to retain the slew of political hot takes and public condemnations that litter Clark's social media from before she assumed her current role. She has called Alliance Defending Freedom, excuse me, a hate group. She called Liberty University a fundamentalist Christian school. She has said that those protesting Dr. Anthony Fauci should be publicly identified and named, barred from treatment at any public hospital when they fall ill, and denied coverage under their insurance. She has hurled insults at Republican politicians from Lisa Murkowski to Donald Trump, supported the allegations of Christine Blasey Ford, who has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate that Amy Coney Barrett was unfit to serve as a justice, because she would likely rule to overturn Roe v. Wade. She has frequently uh, critiqued pro-life laws and courts that upheld them, branding a law protecting Down syndrome babies as draconian. Significantly, in light of the scores of recent attacks on pro-life centers following the Roe v. Wade leak, Clark called pro-life pregnancy care centers predatory and fake clinics claiming they are part of a coordinated strategy to tear down Roe. I'll have more on this for you tomorrow, but it's just an awful shame what happened to these six pro-lifers, but not surprising at all this administration. Have a great rest of your night tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Don't forget filling in for Mark Levin tomorrow as well. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you. Rich Coe
2: weekday afternoons, 3-7, talk radio, 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.